You're listening to Simply Stogies, a podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his cigar journey. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, sit down with guests from across the industry, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. This episode is a special episode. They're all special, but this one is very special because I have two special guests with me. I have Rick Rodriguez that most of you may know from his days with CAO and General Cigar. Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, and I have his daughter, uh, Sarah Rodriguez, uh, and they're both with West Tampa Tobacco. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the journey. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so it was great to meet you both at uh, the trade show this year in, in Las Vegas. It was fun. Um, we got to try um, your cigars and I, we we love them. I fell in love with them. In fact, I bought a box of each and I will be doing oh, a review oh, on those you. very soon. If it's not out already, they will be out uh, very soon, the white and the black, but I really do enjoy those. And we're going to find out about Rick's story. We're going to find out about Sarah's story because it's always fun for me because I know how my family is. So it's always fun for me when I interview family. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to know those dirty, you know, the dirty little thing, like how often yeah, do you guys, to- you know, butt heads and, uh, <laughs> he's my boss so i can't say too much <laughs> i don't know sarah like i don't i couldn't do what you do because i like my dad and i are just two like peas in the pod we're the we're the same person and we would we, we are all the, yeah we so. are too we are too <laughs> you guys do it and, uh, really yeah do. because uh, again uh you know we just started this journey about uh, together about three months ago and i'll share a quick story so uh, uh, you know, we're going to train Sarah in all aspects of the business. So one of her first jobs is sell. So we're going to go out there and I'm going to take her how to sell cigars. Uh, there's two stories, but I'll just uh, share because it relates to what you're talking about. So uh, one, uh, we're going home one day and we're done with the day. So I just reached uh, into my memory bank and they said to Sarah, it's something personal. And, uh, and she said, stop, Dad. We're not going to, you know, talk about personal stuff when we're working. So you, because I was in a car, so I can't walk away from you. I can't get out of the car. So no, you know, when we're in the car, we're working from nine to five. It's all business. There's no personal questions about how am I feeling? What am I doing with my life? Nothing like that. So we are two pieces of pot. Okay, but let's be honest. He told me because he wants me to join wherefarmersmeet.com. That was the. Selfishly, I need more tobacco. So if we can't the body and growing tobacco, that's great. That is the greatest story I've ever heard. Bar none. That's the greatest story. I love it. I love it so much, guys. We're going to get into it here with uh, Rick and Sarah Rodriguez. But before we do, I want to remind everybody, we've got our own coffee. Go to JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com, put it uh, simply in the search bar, and you will find Simply Stogie's podcast coffee, 12-ounce bags for $15, two-pound bags, $30. It is a three-bean dark roast that is full body. 
has notes of earth, nuts, cocoa, hints of caramel, uh, and this blend and roast, low, acid, low acidity, so you can use it as a cold brew, a drip, French press, espresso, whatever uh, floats your boat. JaniceCoffeeRoasters.com, simply in the search bar, or you can check out the uh, link in the show notes, and that's it. That's it. The shilling is done, guys. I promise. That's the only commercial that we're going to do, but let's get, let's get into this because that's hilarious. Cause that's something yeah. I'm sure like if like I, I had to work with my mom, she would ask those kind of questions. My <laughs> dad, on the other hand, he'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so you guys are the, you guys are the same person. She's like you, you're like her. What's it like? Let me start with you, Sarah. What's it like working with your dad? Um, So far. Amazing. I mean, that's I've such done a canned answer. <laughs> I mean, I've done events and stuff with him before. I would go, I mean, since I think since high school at this point, and to now be more of a part of it. I think it's better because now I can actually like say things and they'll be like, they'll have to be taken seriously because I'm part of the business too now. So it's even <laughs> kind of like I'm getting a little bit more power. <laughs> so you feel was. like you're being heard. Yeah, finally. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First time. First time, yeah. I, something tells me that's not true, Rick. Something tells me you listened right, right, to your yeah. daughter growing up the whole, like, I, I, something tells me. Just the way you two interact. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, what uh, I realized, too, is she is a, a lot like me. If I drop Sarah off in a shop all over the world and walk away, how many young people would not just sit there and wait for that the ride or that dad to go back what the what, what where you been and so sarah is with me because uh i could drop her off uh in a vet or a shop walk away for a couple of hours go back dad i want you to meet this guy this guy got this guy do this so he's she's very open very friendly very easy to talk to exactly like me we're very approachable uh we love to meet new uh, people we love to uh, talk about experience that they have and we have. So all of that comes into play. That is exactly what Sarah and I are really, truly about together. This is, this is the reason I think we're going to have fun working with each other because our, right now, uh, talking about uh, cigar business and life is two separate things. And I need her to be more like me and this area. And she's perfect for the situation. Yeah, I, I, that was evident to me at the trade show uh, because Sarah was the one who, who who walked up to us as we we walked over to the booth <clears throat> and we didn't have an appointment or anything. We walked over and we kind of stood there because we don't want to bother anybody while you're trying to do business. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Sarah walks over. She's like, hey, guys, can I help you? I'm like, well, I was just wondering if I could get some time with with Rick because I had no idea this was your daughter. Like I, we kind of went in blind and she's like, oh, yeah, hold on. Let me go see if dad can. I'm like, oh, OK, so. <laughs> Good to go, but she was very friendly. She's like, let me get you guys some cigars. Let me get you guys settled. How much time do you need? Like, what are you looking to do? What can we do? And so she was she was really good with talking to complete strangers that are holding cameras and all kinds of equipment and look just look like giant assholes running around the show. She was like, Yep, yeah, let me take care of you guys. She was awesome. So I kind of she she's very much like you, because you were very easy to talk to at the show as well. Very outgoing, very uh, talkative, but that comes for you. That comes from 
years of doing events and traveling yeah. with yeah. with yeah. general and CAO, doesn't it? It, it does. And all the uh, people that uh, was in my life to train me, to help me do what I do today. Uh, I'm so lucky that, uh, you know, uh, we're losing a lot of legendary, uh, you know, blenders and owners and all that by the day. And for me, my timing could not be, you know, perfect uh, because uh, I got the ability to train with, you know, Mr. Coleman, uh, the owner of General Cigar, and he really taught me how to walk into the factory. He owned the factory and how he responded to the guy that was swooping the floor to the general manager. And what I realized, he treats everybody the same. He wanted to go by every table and shake every roller's hand. It was amazing to us that like, wow, you're the owner. You really don't need to care about these workers. You know, just concentrate on the upper management and he would never. And then, uh, you know, uh, Benjamin Menendez, the old owner of the H. Hutman factory from Cuba. Uh, Frank Vanessa taught me how to plant tobacco uh, in Central America. He was a founder of, you know, growing tobacco for the first time with Asensia in Central America. And he started Punch and Excalibur. And then, uh, uh, you know, Nesto Chris Rio. Uh, taught me about fermentations. So all these legendary guys took their time to give me all this knowledge. And then Benji taught me how to do events and answer questions and talk to people in the right way. Because he's always saying, I'm oh, sorry to be long, but uh, he's always saying, with your knowledge, Ricky, there's three ways you can answer a question. You can make them embarrassed and talk down to them because they don't know what they're asking. You can over-talk them and too, or too much information, or just what I would do, just talk to that guy. Break it down in terms that he can understand. And, that you know, I worked with Benji for, I trained with Benji for five years. And uh, he really taught me the way to approach people and realize that everybody is... Smoking your cigars without them, you have absolutely nothing to respect anybody and everybody that's no. going to give you a chance to judge for themselves if they like that cigar. And that's it's amazing. So it's a, a natural for me. You know, when we when we talked at the trade show, you were very humble and you said you were blessed to work with these guys in the industry. And we certainly want to we want to get to that. But I want to find out. Like, what did you do before cigars? Like, how, well, do you remember what your first cigar was, Rick? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you know what? Uh, my first cigar was only about uh, maybe 26 years ago. Uh, because uh, I remember, uh, all right, I was in the flooring business. I was uh, selling park carpet and wood floor and ceramic. That was when, when uh, Sarah was growing up uh, in the garage. It was filled with carpet samples and fucking wood samples and nothing to play with, nothing to fucking talk that about. That was great for my Barbie houses. It is. Real it carpet. Yeah, 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 But, uh, you know, uh, so uh, I met a gentleman when I was having Sarah and we had uh, Ma's classes and in the hospital and uh, we met this guy and this couple and then we became friends and he was working with Nestle's and he wanted to recruit me to work with Nestle. I said, Dave, I'm working with 
carpet. Uh, I don't want to really sell it anymore. And so he went away. And about two years later, he called me out of the blue. He said, bro, this is Dave. And we had a dinner one night. And we we're walking. He was a cigarette smoker. And I hate cigarettes. Yeah. And we're in Ybor City. And we're walking by the cigar shop. And I said, Dave, if you're going to live in uh, you know, Tampa, you need to stop smoking cigarettes and smoke cigars. Oh, you like cigars? Of course, like I like a man. Oh, yes, of course I do. <laughs> of course. Never smoked in the cigar, a cigar in my life. <laughs> and we went to the shop, and I bought him, and I didn't know what to buy. I happened to buy him a Macadino. I bought for myself an 858 for, for Winthrop. And oh, wow. then we started to walk. And that's, bro, thank God I selected that cigar because it's mild, it's mellow, good taste. But I'm still kind of coughing and choking. And they were like, okay, bad cigar. Yeah, but you know what? I, I just, I'm not into this blend right now. Like, what the fuck am I talking about? And so, <laughs> but uh, fast forward another two years after uh, Nestle, he started uh, again, recruit me to sell beans, baked beans. And I said, there's no way I'm going to sell baked beans. Uh, <laughs> two years later, out of the blue, now uh, Sarah's about, uh, eight years old, and he called me out of the blue. Hey, bro, I work for Gentle Cigar. I said, who is Gentle Cigar? He says, uh, you remember the cigar you bought me? And I said, yeah, we own that. And he says, I'm looking for a rep in uh, Tampa. And at that time, I just wanted to get out of that business called the carpet business. Yeah. And I just took this leap of faith. And uh, I had no clue. I, I mean, I didn't know how many cigars were there in a the box. I didn't know about blends or binders or wrappers, nothing. I, just nothing. And uh, they just hired me, and uh, the rest is history. Uh, wow. I just took that and just ran with that. I was number 24 out of 27 reps when I started. And when I was promoted, I was the number one rep in America. Wow. Because I just love what I'm doing. I just loved it. And uh, everybody bought into my little silly stories. Uh, I was used to, uh, you know, uh, take a game called shut the box with me. And I would gamble to increase my sales. Oh, bro. You only want uh, five boxes. I'll double or nothing if you do this game with me. And we play shut the box. If I won, he had to give me 10 boxes order not to buy. And I did that for years. And I've made so much money for General Cigar <laughs> off of gambling. <laughs> so much money. Did you so ever lose? Oh, I feel for sure. They, they, they also lost a lot of money. Too, but I think they, they're more Vegas than, the, you know, the guys are going to Vegas. So right. they won more, more often than that they lost uh, that uh, bet. Yeah, for sure. That, well, you know, that I, I, I knew that uh, that was the first. This was a first job that I thought I can share my true personality, be that kind of uh, that upfront in the spotlight person. If I and I finally had a product in my hand, I believed it. I didn't believe in carpet or wood and whatever I did in the past. I just didn't. I was a job, and yeah. this was the first time I said, "Hey, I think I have a career." Yeah, there's I don't no, know, but I, there's no passion. Yeah before and now exactly. when you, get into exactly. it, you have that passion and that comes through when you start talking about when you start talking to rick about cigars or about tampa because tampa's in his blood like he you can tell 
There is passion there. Uh, and I dig that because there's a lot of, you know, I'm not going to point fingers, but there's a lot of people in the yeah. cigar industry like, it's a business. This is what I do. Right. I, I, exactly. You know, but there's passion for you. With you, you could tell you love the leaf. You love what you do. You love. But does that translate into how much you smoke a day, Rick? Like, how many cigars are you, you, you smoking? Absolutely. <laughs> Sarah's like, oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, and we were talking about this this morning with uh, one of my sales reps. And, uh, and she said, you know, it's, it's huge because, you know, like I'm smoking a cigar right now. I can't imagine doing an event, a, an interview, a show without enjoying what I'm trying to talk about and what I'm trying to hopefully sell you. You know, exactly. But it doesn't need to be that. Uh, uh, you know, we're talking about Sarah and her journey of tobacco separate because she's not a cigar smoker, but she loves the history. She loves the aroma. She loves the people. You know, she's more about what's happening. Uh, I think Sarah, and she can talk for herself, but this is what I'm seeing. She's more interested, Dad, and what can I do in the factory? What can I do to give back to Nicaragua? Should because she lived in Nicaragua and she loved that country. And so she's more behind the scenes and I can be the uh, front of the, uh, the house and uh, do my thing. Well, let's, let's talk to, let's talk to Sarah, Sarah, let's, let's talk about your cigar journey. So you're no. not a cigar smoker. No, no. <laughs> okay. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but you've tried it, right? You've dabbled. Um, I've tried one flavored cigar when yeah. I was 18. Well, <laughs> it, it didn't take, huh? It didn't take? No. <laughs> I think we did it for the photo and then I did one puff and that was that. <laughs> yeah. So what draws you to this industry, Sarah? What is it about uh, the lifestyle, the, the leaf, the business? What is it that draws you towards it? Because talking to Rick at the show, he was like, she wanted to work with me before she asked you know, yeah. let's do something. So what draws you to this industry? Um, I think because my journey has been all over the world and just I've lived in, I think I've visited over 28 countries in the past like nine years wow. and have just been addicted to that travel lifestyle and was trying to do it through hospitality. So I was working with alcohol, like constantly bartending and things like that and it was like i'm not i just like was taking a look at like do i really want to be out here getting people drunk for the rest of my life and like no it's just it's not the same environment you're not enjoying it and like to be working events or go to like little shops and with my dad and stuff people are just so nice everybody's it's a it's, it's a great environment everybody's having a good time it's not aggressive and weird you know being a female in the in the bartending industry is hard it's not fun it's yeah. like very intense yeah. and you're constantly having to watch your back and and it's not as great of people and so i've always felt comfortable in the cigar world nobody's ever made me question i don't know it's just like i've never felt uncomfortable and so that was a big thing and then you know having it in my family and my heritage and my bloodline and things like that I take like my ancestry really seriously and proud to be Cuban and all of this kind of thing so then to go into this it was almost a no-brainer like I get to work with what my ancestors have worked with I'm in these 
traveling environments you can have a cigar anywhere the same way you can have a beer anywhere and i'd way rather be talking with somebody smoking a cigar than having them be drinking constantly not saying that they usually don't go hand in hand <laughs> right. but right. you're focusing more on the cigar when you're in those industries so i think it was yeah no and it worked out that i lived in nicaragua for over I think on and off for about five years. And so then to like have our factory in Nicaragua and be working with Nicaraguan people is just like heaven sent. I'm very, I couldn't be happier. It's exactly so where it's the, I want to be. So it's the culture and it's the yeah. the family history and it's it, it, all of that kind of yeah. culminates and resonates with you. And you, you want to uh, be a part of that, even though you may not exactly uh, partake of the leaf, uh, so to speak. But let me let me ask you this, Sarah, because you said mm-hmm. that you've never felt uncomfortable. You've never you've never felt out of place when you go. How much of that do you think is because um, your dad and being around it and kind of knowing what to expect? Because a lot of the you know female and and, and women smokers that I, I I speak to, they have a different experience when they, especially when they first walk into a shop, it can be overwhelming and new cigar smokers, male and female go through this, but I think it kind of, uh, I I think it hits harder with female smokers where they feel overwhelmed, intimidated, sometimes unwelcome, you know, uh, can you speak to that a little bit, Sarah? And then also, uh, you know, to tack onto that, how, how can the industry in your eyes as someone who has grown up around it and now part of the business, how can the industry uh, help shepherd more women into the lifestyle? Yeah, I think definitely, I mean, my background is def- definitely very unique to be able, you know, to work in um, bartending and also be doing it around the world by myself. And is like, I had to grow a backbone no matter what. I need to be wa- able to walk into any room, any person and arrive with that confidence. And I think right away that just, you know, if I if I walk into the room confident and stuff, these guys aren't going to come up to me and make me uncomfortable because you're not going to get away with it. I'm not going to like, ha, 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 you know, sly, like little giggle and like make it feel right. like you're OK saying this stuff. I'm going to be like, back the fuck up kind of vibes, you know, like, yep. and it, it's. It, preach, girl. <laughs> preach. Preach. Yes. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and so night and also like when I would go to these things with my dad, we didn't walk in and say, this is my daughter. So it would be exactly. like, he'd be over there. And no, no, you, you would have to ask me who I am before you knew that that was my dad over there. So these guys are going to talk to me however they would normally talk to someone. So my advice to women anywhere is the confidence is key. Even if if you're faking it, go to the bathroom, shake it off, get it together kind of thing. But if you walk in with that confidence, there's, and and just don't take it when it happens, kind of nip it in the butt before it gets out of hand kind of vibe. So like, that's why with cigars and, you know, it's a little bit easier than if you're walking into a bar where it's like this constant liquor kind of flow because their personalities are going to change the drunker people get and things Absolutely. like that. And so with a cigar, you don't have to worry like, oh, my God, he's close to finishing his cigar. He might get weird now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll be weird when they start the cigar. Yeah, exactly. Right when they light it, you're going to know, is this guy weird or not? And I, I think for her traveling as a young woman by herself, uh, she is keen to certain kind of, uh, you know, 
keys or uh, a, a, a sayings or a word, uh, the way somebody will approach her, like, hello, bro, oh, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> but men tend to not pick up those kind of no. uh, secret uh, kind of calling cards, but Sarah does. And, and she, like it says, she will. And I saw her nip this thing, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're talking about cigars, right? Or I'm talking about what you're doing after this. No, no, bro. let's focus on cigars. <laughs> so yeah, she, takes, and, so uh, she takes no shit from nobody. No, oh, no, I can't. No. I can't. There's no, then no. I wouldn't. As a woman, yeah. no, I don't care what industry she happens to be now at the cigar, but that, that uh, kind of the learning process of in, in the hospitality taught her. You know, bro, no, there's a, a time and a space for that. And this is not the time. This is yeah. not the time. Right. You know, Absolutely. So, but if you really uh, look at uh, what we're saying, uh, what key words I'm hearing from uh, me and Sarah, people, we love people. Yeah. We love meeting new people for, all, you know, you know, General Cigar gave me the opportunity for the first time in my life to visit Europe and China and Asia. And open my eyes. It's something that uh, Sarah's been doing for the last eight years or nine years of her life by herself. And she said, Dad, there's so many great people in the world that we need to meet. And like, wow, that really changed my mind because I was focused on the U.S. And it's just the U.S. Nobody else matters. But there's some great people all over this world. And this community called Cigar Smokers brings you the best of the best of this thing called the humans I mean, it's just amazing you have to really be an asshole yeah. to survive <laughs> in a shop i mean an asshole is one thing you know bobby is always cutting up busting balls but uh an asshole asshole bro yeah yeah we're going to take care of that before yep. you and sarah gets here yep. yeah that's usually that's uh, i know many shops that are like that they'll, they'll put up with a certain level of assholery exactly. But like, <laughs> when you get past yeah. that, like, watch out! Like, you're not, you're no longer welcome. Yeah. So let's let's talk about your journey a little bit more, Rick. We'll we'll, we'll switch back to Rick because right. you you were with General Cigar for quite a while, had a CAO mm-hmm. um, blender. You learned how to blend from them because um, they sent you uh, like it was a master class or a master training class, something like that, right? Where you were with uh, General, and they're like, let's put you through this program, and you got to like you said, you were taught by some of the best in the industry and and so for these almost 25 years those almost 25 years that you were with uh general like what uh, what are some of the things you're most proud of that you created you know creating uh, is one thing uh, i'm most proud of you know the fact that when i started i didn't know anything and i knew that uh, all i need to do is shut my mouth and open my ears and people are willing to help you in your journey and so to take over a small uh, area for uh, North Florida and say, I'm going to be number one. And I remember my boss saying to me, Ricky, I, I love your attitude, but you're never going to be number one because you don't have a territory that's going to be, you know, allow you to be number one because you can't fight with the California guy. You can't fight with this guy, uh, Texas guy, but I, you want trust me, I will. And I was, so I'm very proud. And that think that, really got the attention of Mr. Coleman. And Mr. Coleman, bro, who is this guy? How did he do this? In less than four years, he went to, from the bottom of sales to the top of sales. 
and what is it? Oh, bro, it's about him and doing his events. He loves events. Yeah, I was doing easily four events a week. Every week oh I was doing events because I just love, because I felt like if I just store all this information that's been given to me uh, as a rep, uh, it's, too, uh, it's too much of a burden. So let me talk to you and kind of get this all out of my uh, you know shoulders and put it on yours. And so that really kind of showed the company he's not only a good salesman, but he tells our stories very well. And General Cigars, Mr. Bowman, love storytellers. That's the reason Benji was such a big, uh, you know, part of our company because Ernesto uh, was not a storyteller. When you did an event with Ernesto, he looked angry. He was quiet. <laughs> he was smoking a cigar. He looked like the guy that you ripped off in high school and never paid for your dime bag. <laughs> and he just found you 30 years later. He just, uh, you know, kind of eyeballing you across the river. Oh, my God. I'm going to go and pay my $10 to him. Uh, but he was a sweetheart. But he was a tobacco guy. So he did never, never liked the spotlight. And so they were always searching who can tell our stories. And that really started my process. And, and I remember... I did an event uh, in Tampa at Edwards and uh, Mr. Coleman with the attorney, uh, HR, head of HR, and his secretary came to this event. And this shop was about the size of a garage. And it was very small, uh, very, uh, you know, we were introducing Arnica's Black at that time. And so I'm having fun. And all of a sudden, Mr. Coleman walks in. Like, I got nervous. And um, my show, my presentation after Roman walked in was totally different when the boss is not watching you. I was having more fun. <laughs> right, right. More buttoned up and I'd speak and everybody, who's this guy? Who, who's this guy? And all of a sudden, Mr. Coleman walked out of the, uh, the uh, you know, he said, thank you so much for your time. He was there for maybe 20 minutes or half an hour. Thank you so much. We'll be in touch. And it was a Thursday night. Friday morning, I got a call from my boss. Say, hey, bro, what happened last night? What do you mean? What happened? You have an event? Yeah, I did. Anybody showed up? Yeah, the old man did. And I don't know why he just, you know, showed up without, you know, uh, you know, warning me or telling me he was going to do the That's wrong. Well, that's the reason I'm calling. You need to report to New York on Monday. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. The only reason a rep is reporting to New York is to be fired. If you had a job with a general squad, if you are the rep in Seattle, and they wanted to fire you. They never called you, emailed you, texted you. Uh, they will uh, fly you to New York, and person to person, eyeball to eyeball, we're firing you for this reason. Wow. So all weekend long, I was kind of saying to my wife, they're going to fire me because I said something that he didn't like, or the, my performance he didn't really like. So um, and I showed up, and uh, Mr. Coleman says, your days of selling cigars for a general cigar over. And I stopped him and said, bro, whatever. Bro, I didn't say, bro. I said, sir. <laughs> I said, sir. <laughs> and I said, sir, if I did anything on Thursday to accept you, I'm so sorry because I love your company. I love your product. I love your, uh, your, 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 uh, you know, your business. He said, bro, you think I'm going to fire you? No, I need your help. Benji and Nessa are going to retire. We're going to be out with 
of, of without a blender. And if you want, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go to the factory for two years, and we're going to train you to be a combo blender. Wow. In the snap of his fingers, changed my life. Changed my life in that instant. And I said, bro, I would love the opportunity. And he said, well, that's good news. But the bad news, you need to report to the DR uh, next Monday because we have to, I'm going to fly with you. We have to get you a green card to be able to stay in the country and work for a year. So and my, my, I think his attorney was leaving for six months back to Spain. So we need to do it right away. And I remember walking out of his, uh, you know, his office smoking a cigar and I turned like Colombo. One more question, sir. He said, what? what I, if I turn this opportunity down, what happens? Oh, that's easy. I'm going to show you the HR director's office. We're going to fire you today because we already hired your replacement. What? What? Yeah, so you're, you're going to be fired. And uh, I'll see you in the DR on Monday. And that uh, started my training. And I was trained in the DR for one year. And then I went to Honduras for one year. And that only uh, taught me how we receive tobacco and all the process through that, uh, that uh, factory to get that cigar packed and shipped out to America. Not wow. once did they talk to me about blending a cigar. And because uh, uh, Mr. Coleman had this foresight that it will come when we took, uh, uh, take them uh, together with Benji. Benji will talk, uh, teach them uh, the art of blending cigar. And so all that time that I spent with Benji, five years, it was not uh, the events we're doing because the events were the you know, same repeating story over and over. It was the drive time in between that I was saying, okay, Benji, if I want to use this wrapper with this filler, nope, you can't. They're going to fight each other. And that taught me the art of blending tobacco. And uh, working with Benji in the, uh, the uh, factories, to make sort to make cigars and how we make cigars and how we sample and the targets of the the blend uh, the, the the body the flavors all that came uh, you know across when I was uh, you know with with a Benji in the factories for five years. Wow! And after that, after that, uh, the uh, uh, Nesto was going to leave La Gloria in a year, so they said to me. We're going to form a team, you, Michael Giannini, the marketing director for La Gloria, uh, Yuri, the general manager of the factory, and you, the blender for La Gloria. And you're going to take over La Gloria. And I worked very close with Nesto uh, for a year because that was his baby. That was his baby. And he was so nervous to pass on this cigar line called La Gloria and walk away from it. So he really spent a lot of time. This is my process. This is the way I do La Gloria. I do, do not want you to, you know, change anything with my cigar. If you make a new cigar for La Gloria, you do whatever you want. And so that started that process. And I was with La Gloria for about 18 months. And then all of a sudden I got, the, uh, you know, kind of uh, a, a shoulder, a, uh, a tip. And he says, uh, we just bought uh, CAL, and uh, that blender is for we. Uh, I think he's going to retire, and we're going to move you from La Gloria 
to CAO, and I fought against it. I did not want to go to, to uh, CAO. I because I smoked one cigar from CAO. I smoked the um, uh, the Sopranos, and I okay, that's a good cigar. Never smoked the Brazilia, the best cigar they ever made. Right. But I said, bro, no, no, you know. And they showed me the sales, and the sales for for two uh, years in a row for CAO were going down, and and La Gloria was going up. And so why would I leave a company on fire to go with a sinking ship called CAO? <laughs> oh, bless your heart. You think I, we're asking to you for permission. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, telling man. you. You need to go to Nicaragua and take care over uh, for CAO. And now looking back, I'm so happy I did that because CAO is so different than the Gloria. Gloria is kind of pain in the corner. It's Cubanesque. It's all kind of kind of where they adapt back to Cuba, like uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Cuba does, or like Particus does, like Hoya does. It's all Cubanesque. Uh, but CAO, it's a blank sheet. You want to yeah. make a flavor cigar, you want to make a Kobay cigar, you want to make a you know special tobacco from the Amazon. Could you imagine an Amazon basin being released through you know? Macadillo or La Gloria or Cuba? No way. No. no way. But it fits so well. And yeah, so uh, I, I was fighting against it. But uh, now that I did it for uh, 13 years, thank God I listened to these guys and walk, you know, walked in that factory for the first time and said, this is my new home. Wow. I want, I want everybody to, to, to remember how he's talking about general. Right. And how he's talking about, uh, you know, them putting him in, you know, look, Gloria Cabana and then moving him to CAO and 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 putting out the Amazon basin and imagine using those type types of tobaccos because we're going to get to that. But I want to I, I just remember because things change and they change um, a lot. And so I want I want to ask Sarah, because mm-hmm. talking to Rick at the show. He told me, he said, you know, you know, Sarah came to me uh, at least one one other time and said, hey, let's let's work together. Let's do something. And I, so I want to start to get into how West Tampa Tobacco was formed. <laughs> and I want to know about the first time you asked your dad to work with him. Like, What did he say? I think it was when I went to the first Europe tour and I was like, what are we doing? I want this. <laughs> so I think it was just... I I was I knew that there was more of a path and and also I'm an only child and my dad's my best friend and Aww. you know life is weird and things happen all the time so I hope my daughter says that about me later on. Like, I really do, but I kind of feel she's going to be like, all that asshole did was smoke cigars. Right. Out loud, too. Out loud. It's, it's even special. You know, not on a birthday card. You're my best friend, Dad. Nobody sees that. Nobody sees that. Uh. Yeah, I just, I mean, I love spending time with him. And yeah, I was like, how do we, you know, I need, and also like, I saw that there's a career and there's financial stability and all the, you know, basic things that come along with life and jobs. And I was like, well, if I have to do this job thing that people keep telling me about and career (laughs) and like 
la 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 let's do it with pops in this industry like hell yeah i'm in you know and i remember he was like trying to call he called like every every part of general cigar and was like is there anything for sarah and we're like no <laughs> what does she offer i'm like i went to yeah. school for anthropology no kidding. <laughs> like, is, is that, can i do something there no <laughs> i'll do a little like uh archaeology dig on the tobacco field. Right. what do you got what do you got <laughs> so she comes to you rick and she's like let's do something you're like let me try to find something nothing's available you know i think uh, you know uh 2020 really uh, uh you know taught a lot of people that time is short it it, it could change on you in the drop of the dime and so like everybody we had time and uh, sarah was away and uh you know she was traveling and kind of stuck in the hair country trying to get home and i said bro you know what and it, what happened was one of my best friends in the business called me called me two or three times a year especially on new year's uh day he always reached out he was the uh like a uh vp of marketing for general cigar and when we merged with um scg uh his department was changed over and he lost his job and so he kind of stayed in the business doing some uh, you know help uh with anybody that needed him uh, but he called me out of the blue and said, bro, you know, this is uh, now going on 21. And he called me and says, uh, Happy New Year's. What are you doing? I said, bro, I think I'm going to get it off the road. Uh, I, I, I didn't at, at that time tell him that uh, I want to work with uh, Sarah. And so in my eyes, I was going to open up shop and maybe have uh, Sarah and me run the shop in Tampa, kind of get off the road. And to kind of sail away happy. Yeah. And so we started this process. And he said, bro, I know this. You're a fucking very smart man in tobacco. What you lack is the business knowledge of learning, a, you know, a shop or a business. So if you want, I will be your partner and let's do this shop together. And I'll build the plan and I'll build the, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, business plan for us. And we did that. And uh, we're very close to signing a lease in 2000, maybe the spring of 2021. And he stopped me again and said, I'm out. I'm out. I said, what do you mean you're out? I can't do, do this without you because I don't know how to run a business. He said, bro, I live in Richmond. You live in Tampa. If the shop isn't in Tampa, all I'm going to do is collect money. And you're, that's going to ruin our friendship first yeah. and our business partnership second. And so I'm out, but I'll help you achieve your goal, but I'm not going to be a partner. And so, have you ever thought of doing your own line? And that was the chart. I said, bro, would you be a, my partner? Yes, I will. And we started to put together West Tampa. And then more and more I got into it, the more and more I started to leak to Sarah, hey, are you interested? And you say you want to work with me. How about the cigar industry and art? automatically says, yeah, I would love that. And uh, I was promised her her world 18 months ago. Oh, we're going to do this. Like, Dad, I know you. You're a dreamer. Just <laughs> do it and call me when you're done with doing it. And uh, that happened. That happened, uh, Sarah, about uh, uh, four months ago now that uh, we really brought you on board. Officially June. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 And he yeah, asked definitely. me in October 
20, yeah. 21, because I was living in Portland. And he came out to Portland and we had dinner and he was like, okay, I think this is really happening. Like, I think you had, you haven't even, you hadn't even gotten an investor yet, but I think you guys yep. had just started the LLC or something at that point. And, and I was like, okay, let me know. I have this, you know, I'm, I'm in a month to month. It's Portland. Like I can go home. And so I came home in December and there wasn't anything ready yet. And I got a little antsy. I'm not going to lie. So I ran to Bali for a month. And then I was like, are you ready for me now? Like, <laughs> I got a little day. antsy. So I ran to Bali. <laughs> I think I Just started. in case it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, it was that. I was like, I went to Bali to go get more yoga training. Because I was like, what is happening? Like, you know, and then the day I got back from bali i signed on to wow. west tampa so wow I said. <laughs> but all of this kind of came about fairly quickly right because yeah. so oh, i'm looking sure. at, I'm, I'm looking at half wheel and they announced uh this would have been in march that in april the end of april that you would be leaving uh general cigar so yeah. that was that was the announcement but then literally uh, you know, you go look, you know, all of this stuff's online. You can go look uh, by yourself. But uh, Cigar Aficionado, Mar uh, May 10th, they announced that you're starting West Tampa Tobacco. <laughs> so it was so, it, it was quick. It he wants to quick, be but, Tom uh, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, for us, uh, you know, we started this project, like I said, in the spring of 2021. So uh, we uh, knew what we could do before. Before we had to reach out to, uh, you know, cigar manufacturers, box guys. So we kind of pushed that off and off and off because we knew the minute I was seen going to a factory, it would, you know, get out there. So we did a lot behind the scenes in the shadows and the alleyways on the weekends and all that because I didn't want to steal any time for General Cigar. Right. Uh, the last event, I, I left General Cigar on a Friday uh, I think of May uh, the 29th, and I went to work with uh, West Tampa full-time on that Monday, that weekend. So wow. I really retired for a weekend. 48 hours, I went back. <laughs> and so they were stunned. They, uh, General Cigar was stunned. Uh, and I gave them, you know, I prepared them for years, but uh, they didn't they didn't want to believe that I would ever leave right so they were stunned so a lot of work it seems quick but a lot of work was done uh for that 18 months that uh, nobody knew that uh, what i was doing with my partner and so he did a lot of uh the groundwork for us and then uh uh when the time was right we announced uh you know this is ricky and gus's company called uh, west tampa and west tampa uh, is where i'm from it's just a connection uh, what we did uh, discover throughout my travels all over the world, if I mention I'm from the U.S., okay, where in the U.S.? I'm from Tampa. They really didn't have a clue where Tampa was. Uh, that's in Florida, right? Where? I don't know. But they always uh, respond this, oh, cigar capital. Yeah. So Tampa still has this image in the world that we are a cigar town. And that's that cannot hurt you, no. you know. That cannot hurt you. So that combination, that name, where are from, 
and to connect my you know grandfather and grandmother coming from Cuba, where do you go? They didn't want to go to Ebor because in Ebor, in their eyes, were filled in the cigar factories. It was half Cubans and half Italians. And my grandfather told my grandmother, I don't want to work around the Italians. So let's go to West Tampa. They're only hiring Cubans. Well, and so that's the, re- yeah. oh, that's the reason. So that's the reason they went to West Tampa to roll cigars, not in Ebor. And now they have a Cuban and Italian daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really listen to my yeah. I didn't listen to my grandfather. (laughs) Who does? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so it all resonates. It's you know what? It's about the stories, and uh, we you know gone to the days that you can just launch a cigar and call it a cigar. Cuba does it today. Today, the, the way they launch cigars in Europe, hey, bro, there's a new uh, cigar for Cuba. There's no stories behind the tobacco, the you know the presentation. You know, bro, this is Cuban cigar. Yeah. And, but the American, they want, why did you choose West Tampa? What's the plan? Why, why this plan? What is it saying to us uh, about you and about this company? So they, they were really interested, and I love that because that, that's what I love to do, share stories, share yeah. stories. So if you I know, can connect all these dots, it would be better for us. Absolutely. And, and you're talking to lounge owners all over the, the country. They they say cigars don't sell themselves. The story behind the cigar sells it. Like, we don't sell it. Yeah. Like we just tell the story, and that will sell the cigar. People love yeah. a good story. Let me yeah. Let me uh, – this next question, Rick, is for you, and I want to preface it. By saying, I have heard from those in the industry that uh, the industry is much like a poker game in the Old West. Above the table, everyone is friendly and they're drinking and they're laughing and they're playing cards. Below the table, everybody has their gun pointed on everybody else. When they found out, when General found out, CAO found out that you retired and then two days later started like i took the weekend off guys it was a great retirement thanks uh i started west tampa tobacco how did they respond you said they were shocked but was there like are you still friends with everyone there is it still friendly is it because people want to know because they hear you know people say oh, the cigar industry is great and then i hear people say the cigar industry is terrible and i hear people say the cigar industry is just they they would rip each other apart if they could like how supportive is is general and, and cao of uh you know your new endeavor you know i I'll answer the first question about uh, you know uh, how we work together as manufacturers the only place i, I all i've ever seen anybody have a discussion a theater discussion is in the humidors when a rep takes a box and lowers it to put his box above it and but i've been in meetings that uh, i was in a meeting about 10 years ago when uh general cigar got a call in the dr from fuente and said bro uh do you hear, uh, hear about our fire yes we did and so we need tobacco and uh how much we need cameroon how much we need two truck loads, okay? Just then the, there was no, there was no, uh, uh, you know, contract signed. No, you know, it was just pull up. So I don't know who you're talking to that you you hear that because my dealings with anybody and everybody that I dealt with were great people. The only place that we thought do not touch my product to make your product look better. That's it. Yeah. That's it. 
if you respect my position in that humidor, I'll respect. So I've never come across this kind of, uh, you know, heated, you know, if I can screw you, I will. And so my thing, so as far as General Cigar, I think as far as my reps, I, you know, I just talked to one of my favorite reps this morning from General Cigar. And so I communicated yesterday with uh, Sean Williams and Laurel and Gary. Yesterday, I was uh, talking to the three of them. They're together uh, going to their meeting. And so very, you know, they want me to succeed. They, you know, because they're not buying into this bullshit. They're like, I left for this reason. I hate General Cigar. I hate this company. I don't like the management. Bro, the opportunity for me to work with my family, Sarah, was so strong, so heavy. I left a lot of money on that table when I walked away. Don't care about that money. Do not care about that money. I believe in myself. I believe in this company. I believe in the factory. We'll make money. Enough money for us. I don't want to be a jungle cigar. I don't want to be a CAO. Uh, I just want to be West Tampa yeah. and make a living for us and do us to be happy. That's, That's it. Awesome. So I think the, the support out there now could I call the president right now? <laughs> on the phone? I don't know. I don't know. You know but uh, I, 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 I did say this uh, this morning. I talked to the lead of marketing guy for CAO uh, yesterday. I said, bro, I know this is too soon, but next year when you see Regis, tell him I'm interested to work with my team. I would love, love to introduce a cigar. Uh, for West Tampa with my old team that I worked for 13 years with for yeah. I would love that. I would love that. And that opportunity, if it comes, it's going to be a definitely yes for me. It's up to a general cigar at SEG to say yes or no. Wow. That would be amazing. That would be uh, amazing. I think so. It will. It would. Because these guys, I talk to these guys at the factory all the time too. For CEO, and there's a bro. How are you doing? How's your sales? They're so excited for me, so fucking happy for me. Everybody's so happy for me. That's the, that's the crazy part, bro. I feel like that's it's all we saw at the trade show. Is like, I mean, there were tears from like people that you, you know, and it's also like you gave General 25 years. It's not like you like got in, learned what you right. could, and then. Stole everything from exactly. them, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, you gave them a significant portion of not yeah. just your, your talent, but your time, uh, and and so I, I, you know, I'm I'm glad that that's the case that they are yeah. that you're still talking to people and and, and you for know sure. that's 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 awesome. But and, I, I want for your and your fan fan base. I'll say this too. I I am smoking right now. I just finished a uh, uh you know West Tampa Black about an hour ago. I'm now smoking. Well, I'm just showing off a uh, Amazon Basin. So I still support and still oh, smoke yeah. CAO. So if you're a fan of CAO, continue to support. That's your cigar. Don't worry about whose company that is and how's it affect Ricky or General Cigar. Fuck that. That's our business. Enjoy your cigar. If you can, pick up a white or black to see oh. if you enjoy my journey, yeah. my new journey. That I'm talking to you on. That's it. That's it. Let's let's talk about the white and the black uh, and, and the differences between 
like what you did at CAO, what you're doing now, because we talked it, like I said, at the trade show, I think everyone uh, who listens to the show has heard that interview now. Uh, but you said at the trade show, it was like going from this giant corporate kitchen where you could literally have everything that you could ever imagine and put whatever you wanted into the cigar. And if you didn't have it, you could request it and they would find it mm-hmm. to going to, I am now boutique as fuck. And I, right. <laughs> I am right, at, right. I'm at my home kitchen and it's not even really my home kitchen. Like for some, whatever reason, I'm in a studio apartment and I'm just using the kitchen there. It's like, that's gotta be a culture shock, right, Rick? It is. But uh, what uh, the challenge to me, I was looking forward to that challenge because talk to any chef when you have a kitchen, and you have the ability to reach for a lobster or a piece of fish or chicken or pork and whatever seasonings, that's great. But can you do a great dinner only using three ingredients? That separates the great chefs of the world from the you know good chefs of the world. Oh, I need access to the latest materials. I need access to the lady cutting boards and all that are, are these, you know, this uh, product. Uh, but uh, when you say to yourself, could I cook you a dinner and surprise you? Hey, bro, there's only butter and garlic and noodles. Bro, what what is this magic? This is unbelievable. And so I knew there was going to be a challenge, but I was looking forward to that challenge. And uh, that challenge was given uh, to us and we just uh, ran with it. Well, I, I would say you not you, you crushed that challenge. You absolutely crushed it. So I've smoked I, at the show. I was lucky enough to smoke the black. Uh, and then uh, I was able to smoke the white uh, a few days later after I had met you. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, this guy can fucking cook. Like walk me, Rick, walk me through your process for and your vision behind the white and the black and why you decided to kind of do this yin yang thing where you're going to have, you're going to have the the medium cigar and then you're going to have the little bit fuller cigar. What was, what was your thought process behind this? Well, i uh, visiting Europe for, you know, I, I think I did uh, about seven tours Europe and I was always coming back uh, in Europe. It's the was growing. So they're always like, bro, what's next? And I was always coming back. I, we need to make a cigar for Europe only. And they were, they loved that, but we're, always pushing it down the road, maybe next year, maybe next year. And so when I started this kind of this process, I remember looking at, uh, you know, uh, uh, my partner, Gus, and saying to us, we're going to do something uh, crazy. I'm going to develop uh, two cigars, one for the market of Europe and one for my fan base of, of the U.S. And they're totally separate. And so if you look at the white, uh, you're going to notice uh, it's kind of more uh, flavors, more, you know, notes of citrus and more cream and more of that body that uh, the, the, the Europeans love because they, they prefer more flavor over body. And the U.S., we're still body guys. We want uh, anything uh, you know, medium to full body. They struggle, uh, you know, like uh, the bottles of these cigars in the America. Uh, but uh, so we're going to do this uh, cigar uh, for the palate of Europe on West Ham and White. But also, if I go away or ignore my fan base for a CAO, what they are like for us, dark wrappers, spice, and some body to it. And that is the black. 
So if you look at the two cigars, the wrappers are the same. So black is not a Maduro. Black is just a fermented tobacco. Uh, we ferment the white for six months, and we ferment the black for uh, nine months. Thus, change the color. But we do not heat that change tobacco up. I'm sorry, can you hear my mom, guys? Yep. No, we can hear you. You're okay. good. Okay. So uh, I knew that uh, if we're going to do that, the focus on the white was going to be for the wrapper, but I had to now reverse that and make the focus for black on the the, uh, the fillers. And so what you're tasting the black is going to be more, 70% is going to be for the fillers and only 30% from the wrapper. But if you smoke the white, 70% of your flavor is coming from the wrapper, only 30% is, uh, from the filler. So using the same wrapper, I can show you, I can change everything you have uh, dream possible uh, using the same uh, you know wrapper, but give you two different experiences. Wow. Wow. Sarah, what's it like? You're, you're learning from, from, from your dad and yeah. you're trying to pick all of these things up. And I know they started you. Where did they start you? Sales? Yeah. Okay. So how much are you getting into the the back end of this, like the blending and the the, the, the choosing the tobaccos and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think that that's definitely in our, you know, that's part of the, the vision and everything is to get me almost not as trained as my dad, because unfortunately I won't get to work with the four men that he's worked with, but I'll learn from my dad everything that he can teach me. And then our goal is to send me to Nicaragua, be in the in the field and learn as much as possible. And and I'm very excited. We want to like maybe do a little, you know, follow along series to show a woman learning all of this, too, to show like, you know, just this whole process of like, yeah, I know cigars. I know these words. I've, I've, you know, been around it enough to where I can like hit the keywords, but to learn the real essence of everything, it's going to be a way different experience. I'm already learning so much and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I love learning. It's just my, one of my favorite things to do. So this is, this is, it's incredible. It's incredible that this much goes into just one little thing. <laughs> right. One little cigar takes all of this. It's, it's amazing. All isn't of it? it. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, I'll learn from seed to, you know, shelf seed, life. Seed to shelf. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. There you sure. go. Are, are, are you excited to, to learn the flavors and try to pick out yeah. The, yeah, the flavors? Yeah. I, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's when I'll probably get into smoking. To be honest, I think like if I'm going to get into smoking, I'm going to do it so properly. Like, <laughs> yep. you know, yep. like the, the freshest tobacco around yeah. I will be trying and that's where I'll, that's where I'll develop my palate, you know, like it's going to be, that's, that's pretty special to say if I'm starting at the top, basically. Yeah. And it's interesting to me that you have such a passion for the hobby, for the lifestyle, for mm-hmm. the culture, and yet you, you, you haven't really smoked. And so I think that if you do get into it and you do start to smoke and you realize you know, oh, wow. Okay. So this is what it's all about. That's just going to deepen that appreciation and, and, and and really help you hone those skills. So I'm excited. 
for that journey. So I, I look, I know <clears throat> I've taken up a ton of your guys' time today, and I really do appreciate you both sitting down and, and, and chatting with us. So I'm going to end uh, with this question for each of you. And Sarah, we'll start with you ladies first. Where do you see West Tampa Tobacco in five years? I personally see it more as an educational kind of name. There's just going to be that educational factor tied in so tightly with this brand. And that's going to be through the way that my dad teaches. I mean, he's going to be older in five years and things like that. So we can't have him on the road doing these events and these in-person things. So to be able to pass this knowledge to me so I can continue out there, I just feel like there, this is just such a special art that is slowly going to go away if we don't capture all this knowledge now and go with that. So I see, you know, cigars are, are it and we're going to be making cigars, but this educational aspect is where I see us going for sure. For I sure. know I said this. <clears throat> this was my last question, but I, let me let me tag on there, Sarah. <laughs> you're obviously you're younger than both myself and, and your dad. <laughs> so do you have your pulse on, do you think you have your, your, your fingers on the pulse uh, of the young people in the hobby and what they want? And they want that education piece and they want to, uh, you know, save all of this knowledge that is slowly going away, but it's, it's saved by people like your, like your dad who has learned from the feet of these masters exactly. and he has retained this knowledge and he has honed his own skills. And I won't call him, master blender because he hates it uh but he is a <laughs> blender and a, and a great blender in his own right like yeah. do, you, do you feel like you're gonna take that torch and this is what the young people want is this what the next generation of smokers want i'm hoping i, I think so even the one a couple of like guys that we've talked to with other like podcasts or this tiktok thing and everything like they're doing how-to videos because they want to be able to go into these shops and they want to go into these lounges and be able to know what they're talking about and not look like fools. You know, it's the same way with like wine drinkers. You go, oh, I smell this and I taste this. No, you don't. You don't know. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the person behind the counter is making so much fun of you, like kind of thing. And so I think that these, especially these younger, you know, these like 20 year olds and 30 year olds who are get, like coming in, they're making money and they're making good money now so they can live these type of lifestyles and stuff. They're going to want to know about these things the same way they want to know about their bourbon. They want to know about their wine. They want to know about these like yeah. the, these luxury items. I think that that's what and I don't know. It's this this cockiness that you can now have with this knowledge. You know, you can you can just it's going to be easier to walk into a lounge instead of being like, oh, yeah, I smoked a cigar with my dad once back in the day. We don't really. Yeah, that's all I know, you know. <laughs> so I think that that's I think we all want to go back to that storytelling. I feel like we we got away from it a little and got too into this like you know, quick, like, oh, I can just Google it real quick instead of like, oh, I'm learning this from a human again. I'm sitting down and there's questions being asked and answered and it's a real in-person conversation. Then I just Googled it, the answer real quick. Right. There's a difference between knowing the answer and understanding exactly. the answer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. 
So, Rick, let me ask you the same thing, minus the young people thing, because I, I, I'm old, you're old. Like, I can't do this fucking TikTok thing. Like, I've looked at it. I'm like, God, if I could, if, you know, I could figure this the fuck out. Like, maybe, maybe I could grow my fucking base a little bit more and the youngsters would come in. But I'm too busy fucking standing out in the front yard yelling at these fucking kids to get off my lawn and then screaming at the clouds. Rick, where do you see West Tampa Tobacco in five years? And what's it like? you know, having to really start thinking about passing that baton. Like, so those are your two questions. West Tampa in five years, where do you see it? Where do you see yourself, that the, the company going? Where is it headed? And then what's it like knowing you're passing that baton on to your daughter? Yeah, well, the first question, uh, you know, uh, where we're going is where the fan base wants to go. Uh, we have a target. Uh, we want to be in 500 shops in the next five years in America. Uh, so that's going to be an easy target, I think, for us to achieve because we already passed our first target in uh, two months for wow. the year. And so we're going to be able to reach that goal because our belief is we're not going to want to be in every shop. What we want to do is go to the shop that understand what we are about and present the cigar in the right way. Uh, if you're just a shop that, bro, it's all about the money, I'll buy, you know, a stack of cigar boxes and I just discount and just discount and sell, sell, sell. Bro, that, no, no, there's there's so many other companies for you to do that type of business. This yep. is not yours. Right. And so uh, I, I, I really want to be in China by uh, year five. So that's going to be a struggle. Uh, China, because I went to China uh, with CAO, they love the CAO. They love to meet me. So China's already reached out to us, but uh, just the red tape to get uh, our product in China will take us about anywhere from two to three years. So that is the mm. target. As far as uh, you know, Europe, uh, there is uh, one or two countries that we really want to get aboard: France, Italy, uh, uh, Spain. Uh, and hopefully we're going to achieve those goals when we go to the trade show this year. But we're also saying, well, just, you know, when they're ready, they will be ready. So if it's next year, two years or where, five years of right now, we're ready for them. And so I think that's where we going to go. Uh, we just want to be something special to special clientele for us. And those, yeah. uh, if we can work that magic, as far as, you know, uh, you know, don't kid yourself. Uh, we, sat down before we brought Sarah aboard, what can you offer us? And so we're realizing her value of what she's doing behind the scenes are multiplying every day. She's taking more responsibilities on. So like, we didn't realize that Sarah was going to introduce our takeover to this for us too. So that's good. But uh, we did not get ourselves. We need somebody to be able to talk to the new regime. So that's the reason, like Sarah said earlier, we planned a series of, you know, podcasts or tape uh, messages to show her the journey and for the uh, the new guys or new ladies in the world to go and grow with Sarah because there is so much information out there, so much great information, so much wrong information out there. Uh, so if we can help you understand what you're kind of wanting to do and getting into this family called cigar smokers let's say you know train you the right way and to ask the right questions and uh you know 
able to select the cigar for yourself, not for the fan base, not for your best friend, not because your dad smoked that cigar. Uh, so it's because about you and knowledge is power. If we can't help these people understand that, I said to this, everybody, uh, uh, you know, along the years, this is a hobby. And I don't care if you're collecting stamps, guns, cars, uh, bourbons. The more you learn about the hobby, the more joy you get from the hobby. So if we can be the bridge from your joy to learning about that and connecting that on the other side, that we are the bridge to get you to the other side and to enjoy and understand fully what you are, uh, you know, uh, kind of being part of. And do you see that more like the, with the younger generation wanting to? For sure. Because I remember for when I was sure. a kid, Rick, I, I, for me, I didn't like, I didn't give a shit. I didn't, I yeah. didn't want to learn. I didn't want to know anything. Just give me the cigar, right? <laughs> give me whatever. It didn't matter what I was into. It was like, let me figure it out for myself. I think that was just Gen X in a nutshell. Like, just let me figure <laughs> it the fuck out for myself. Right. And but, I think there's so there's some guys out there to, to the day, you know, 20, 30, I don't, you know, really care about your education and your learning. Right. I just want to start. But we, that's not for us. Okay, bro, do, do your thing, bro. You know, don't come to our event. If you come to our event, if you're going to spend three hours with Sarah and I, we're going to send you not only with a cigar outside of that uh, shop, we're going to send you with one or two pieces of knowledge. Like, I didn't know that. That's that's brilliant. Now I can enjoy my cigar a little bit more tomorrow than I did today. Thank yeah. you so much, Sarah. And so I know the power of events. I know the power of what I do, and uh, the power on your shoulders. You can use power either evil or good, and we're going to always use it for the good. And I'll talk to you about every cigar. I don't care if you're smoking a Rocky Patel cigar in front of me. I don't know. Are you enjoying it? I think I know the cigar. If I had the cigar like that, please enjoy this black. Because if you're a fan of that Rocky Patel, maybe you will be a fan of this one. So I love cigar smokers. If I have the cigar for you, great. If I don't, don't worry about it. We still can sit down and enjoy the cigar and talk and get to know each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's your next event? Where, like, where will you guys be next? Well, event-wise, uh, you know, we're not really prepared for that, but uh, uh, because, uh, you know, my PR director, uh, uh, Sarah, so what are you going to do for the next, uh, you know, th- uh, uh, you know, four months of the year? You needed some uh, events, so we're going to do about uh, 10 events across the U.S. Uh, just to start, and then we'll pick it up heavy in 2022, I mean, 23. Nice. Yeah. So we'll nice. be at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival in two weeks. Yep. Hey, we'll be there, too. Yep. There right. we go. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. We will definitely stop by the booth and say hello. Yeah. 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 So, I, sure. I just want to add real with the the passing on is I just want to say and don't get emotional, Dad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but this is for me as an only daughter in this, you know, weird time. We live in such a weird time and everything. Like it's it's an honor to have him as my dad and like there's something like this like legacy that I get to pass on I'm excited when I have children and you know grandchildren and everything like this is the the main 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 reason I'm doing this and what's so special about 
our brand and any brand that's in the family and everything is just like, you know, it's, this is what we want for when you have a family is something to like pass on and be remembered. And the fact that I get to travel around the world and hear from thousands and thousands of people how much they love my dad that's fucking awesome like I don't know anybody else that gets to say that and so it's just I love it I'm very happy <laughs> <laughs> I am too girl I am too and I'm I love getting you a so raise much. no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> just gave myself a raise <laughs> that's but. awesome like look look guys there's not a lot of I mean there is there's a lot of family owned cigar companies out there but yeah. there's also a lot that have just become corporatized and and in it for the bottom line and i can tell you from just the, the short amount of time that i've spent with with rick and his daughter sarah that they have a love and a passion um for the industry they obviously have a love and respect for one another uh otherwise they wouldn't be able to work together no matter how often they might <laughs> may or may not butt heads. um but but they obviously have that and they have a passion for family and they have a passion for tobacco and the business and you guys i'm telling you listeners you would be remiss if you did not at least try the west tampa tobacco black and the west Thank tampa you. tobacco white they are fantastic blends from a guy who is as uh, humble as they come and doesn't want to be called master blender but he is a fantastic blender even if he doesn't want that title um it is much deserved uh go out try these if your local tobacconist does not carry these Ask them to get a hold of West Tampa Tobacco uh, and, and get them in their shop ASAP. Sarah, mm -hmm. Rick, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. One plug. Oh, good. One plug in. Uh, yeah. If you go to West Tampa Tobacco website, uh, we have uh, Sarah has downloaded every shop that uh, we opened up in, across the U.S. So hopefully uh, you can uh, find a shop near you. And uh, so, just go to West Tampa, uh, you know, tobacco.com and uh, visit the website. And so, and just, just, you know, put your address in and say close to shop. And hopefully uh, one of your local shops will have the uh, cigar for you to try. Absolutely. And if they don't send them Sarah's way. They will get you guys. Like this is this is the this is what I remember about the show. Let me just share this real quick. This is what I remember about the show. So we we go we go over to the booth, and Sarah is literally running around from person to person to person to person to person, making sure they are taken care of. And then she gets to us. She's like, "Let me get you the cigars." And she goes off. She gets the cigars. And she's back to person to person to person to person. And it was like what? So Rick was Rick's Rick. And he's 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 talking and he's having fun, but comparatively, Rick was in slow motion compared to Sarah, who's running around like making sure everything is good and paperwork's being filled out. People have cigars, everyone's happy, and Rick's just let's party, guys, let's do this. Yeah. You know what? Uh, the old bull and the young bull. You know, yeah. so yeah. You're running around. And I could just uh, rest and uh, just eat grass. So yeah. you can do your day. Yeah, you know? no, I'm definitely more your speed, Rick. I'm just looking at her going, God, I'm tired watching you. Why are you? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Calm yeah. down. Calm down. No, but you guys are great. It was the coffee you mentioned at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. You guys are awesome. Sarah, Rick Rodriguez, thank you guys so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for joining us this week. Join me next week when I'll be talking about something. I'm not sure what it is, but I promise it'll be 
Simply Stogies. Stay smoky, friends. Thank you for listening to Simply Stogies. Visit simplystogies.com for the latest articles and reviews. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest in video content. And please rate and review Simply Stogies on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. You can follow James on his cigar journey on Instagram at Simply Stogies Podcast, all one word, and on Twitter at the Twitter handle at Simply Stogies. If you have a question or suggestion for James or would like to be on the show, please send an email to info at simplystogies.com. 